Welcome to episode 16 of the Making Disciples podcast, where we are furthering our knowledge of Jesus Christ and the gospel so that we can go to the ends of the world and minister to all who are willing to hear. Thank you for joining me today. I will let you know if you guys are on YouTube. Um, I, I very much appreciate it. We've been receiving a lot of support over there here recently, but I do suggest that you reach out to maybe Spotify. That's my main podcast platform. Just for those that might not know that I have a podcast on other platforms, um, that's just for like if you're going on a drive and you can't watch the episode, you can also watch the episode on Spotify, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying if you want to listen rather than watch all the time, make sure to check out one of my podcast platforms. All of those links will be in the description, and I very much appreciate it. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to be diving into James chapter 3. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 12, and we're going to be talking about the importance of talking with wisdom. And I'll actually go ahead and start in verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with a greater strictness, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Now, before I dive directly into what today's episode is about, I want to talk more about James as a whole for those who have never maybe went through the book of James and don't really know what the book is about. The primary theme of James is the integration of faith and works. James emphasizes the importance of authentic faith that is demonstrated through good works, our fruits, and righteous living. The book challenges believers to live out their faith in practical ways, addressing issues such as favoritism, hypocrisy, taming the tongue, caring for the poor, and seeking wisdom. James also emphasizes the importance of trials and perseverance in the Christian life. The author encourages believers to endure through difficulties, remaining steadfast in their faith, and relying on God's wisdom and provision. Now, real quick, before I get into the main subject of the episode, I got six key themes from the book of James that I want to go ahead and quickly mention. Number one is faith and and works. James emphasizes the inseparable connection between faith and works. He stresses that genuine faith naturally produces good works as evidence of one's relationship with God. James challenges believers to live out their faith in practical ways, showing love, compassion, and justice towards others. Number two is wisdom and discernment. The book of James places a strong emphasis on wisdom and discernment in making decisions to live a godly life. James encourages believers to seek wisdom from God who gives generously to all who ask. He contrasts worldly wisdom with godly wisdom, urging believers to rely on 
God's guidance and discernment in all aspects of life. Number three is taming the tongue. James dedicates a significant portion of his letter to addressing the power and importance of controlling our speech. He highlights the potential for both blessing and harm that come from the words we speak. James encourages believers to use their words to build up and encourage others rather than engaging in gossip, slander, and hurtful speech. Number four is social justice and caring for the needy. The book of James emphasizes the importance of social justice and caring for the marginalized and vulnerable. James condemns favoritism and discrimination based on social status and calls believers to show mercy and compassion to those in need. He challenges followers of Christ to back their faith with actions that demonstrate love and justice. Number five is perseverance in trials. James addresses the reality of trials and challenges that believers face in their lives. He encourages perseverance and steadfastness in the face of these trials, reminding believers that testing produces endurance and maturity. James teaches that reliance on God and trust in his faithfulness can sustain believers through difficult times. And then number six is humility and righteous living. James warns against pride and encourages humility in the Christian life. He emphasizes the need for self-examination, repentance, and a desire to live righteously. James challenges believers to submit to God and to resist the temptations of this world, as well as cultivate a humble attitude towards others. And now you have a roundabout of what James is about, the key topics that he hits. And uh, I, of course, I can't read all James now. Um, I, I think I might be hitting up James in the next few weeks again. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but now you kind of know what the book of James is about, the key points that he hits. And now I can go into today's message. And uh, James 3.1 contains a specific warning directed at those who aspire to be teachers within the Christian community. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. James begins by addressing his fellow believers as my brethren, indicating that he is speaking to fellow Christians. He then warns against the hasty desire for many to become teachers. This cautionary note suggests that not everyone is suited for the responsibility of teaching. James highlights that those who take on the role of a teacher of the gospel will face stricter judgment. This implies that teachers will be held to a higher standard of accountability for their words actions and the influence that they have on others. As teachers, they bear a great responsibility in guiding and instructing others in matters of faith. The warning serves as a reminder of the significance of teaching within the Christian community. It underscores the need for teachers to approach their role with humility, integrity, and a sincere commitment to the truth of God's word. Teachers must strive to accurately and faithfully convey the teachings of scripture, being aware of the impact their words and teachings can have on others' understanding and faith. While the warning may seem daunting, it can also serve as an encouragement to those who aspire to be teachers. It prompts aspiring teachers to carefully consider the weight of their responsibility and to pursue teaching with diligence and a commitment to truth. Although James does specifically address aspiring teachers, the principle of accountability can be applied to all believers. It reminds us that we are all responsible for the words that we speak and the influence that we have on others. We should be mindful of the impact of our teachings, whether formal or informal, can have on those around us. Teaching with false motives refers to instructing others with impure intentions, such as seeking personal gain, 
power or recognition. When teachers are driven by self-centered motives, their teachings become, you know, tainted and lack integrity that should characterize genuine Christian instruction. James reminds aspiring teachers to examine their motives and to ensure that they are grounded in a sincere desire to serve and edify others rather than seeking personal glory. Teaching irresponsibly involves misrepresenting or distorting the truth of God's word. Irresponsible teaching can lead to confusion, misunderstandings, and even the propagation of false doctrines. It disregards the weight of accurately conveying biblical teachings and fails to guide others in the right understanding of God's truth. James cautions against irresponsibly handling scripture and emphasizes the importance of sound and faithful teaching. Teaching with false motives or irresponsibly has, you know, harsh repercussions. Such teachings can lead others astray, it can create division within the Christian community, and it can hinder spiritual growth. It can damage trust and undermine the credibility of the teacher and the message they proclaim. James warns against aspiring teachers about the harmful impact they can have when their teachings are not rooted in truth, wisdom, and love. The warning in James 3.1 also reminds teachers of the stricter judgment they will face. Teaching carries a significant responsibility as teachers are entrusted with guiding and shaping the understanding of others. When teachers misuse their authority or fail to handle the truth with care, they will be held accountable for the impact of their teachings. The stricter judgment underscores the seriousness of the role and emphasizes the need for teachers to approach their responsibilities with reverence and integrity. In contrast to teaching with false motives or irresponsibly, James encourages aspiring teachers to embrace their role with humility, diligence, and a commitment to truth. They are called to seek wisdom, submit to God's guidance, and faithfully convey the teachings of Scripture. Responsible teaching that is rooted in God's Word and motivated by love and a desire to edify others leads to positive impact growth, and unity within the body of Christ. Now I want to move on and focus on verses 2 through 5, which highlight the power of the tongue. James here employs vivid imagery to emphasize the impact our tongue has. James begins by drawing the attention to the control we exercise over various parts of our bodies. He notes that we can control and direct a horse by using a bit in its mouth, or we can steer a large ship with a relatively small rudder. These comparisons highlight the potential for control and influence over powerful entities with something as uh, as seemingly insignificant as a bit or a rudder. James then transitions to the power of the tongue, likening it to the bit in a horse's mouth or the rudder of a ship. Although the tongue is a small part of the body, it wields tremendous influence. Just as a small bit controls the direction of a horse or a tiny rudder, you know, steers a large ship, Our words have the power to guide, direct, and impact the course of our lives and the lives of others. James emphasizes the disproportionate impact of the tongue by noting that even though it is small, it boasts great things. Our tongues can be a source of blessing, encouragement, and edification, but they can also be a source of destruction, hurt, and division. James highlights the contrast between the potential for both blessing and harm that resides within our tongues. James goes on to vividly describe the destructive potential of our tongue. He compares it to a small fire that can set an entire forest ablaze. Similarly, 
Our words, when spoken recklessly or with malicious intent, can spark conflict, spread rumors, cause pain, and ignite discord within relationships and communities. Recognizing the power of the tongue, James urges believers to exercise caution and wisdom in their speech. He underscores the need for self-control, emphasizing that a small spark has the ability to ignite significant damage. James encourages believers to harness the power of the tongue for good, using their words to build up, encourage, and speak truth in love. As I wrap this episode up, I want to encourage all of you guys to examine your words. Think before you speak and ask God that you have wisdom when speaking. Your words have more power than you realize. Now, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard the saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I got some news for you. That is not true. I'm not necessarily talking about the sense of hurting one's feelings, although that is a separate topic. But our words and influence most definitely have the power to lead astray or to guide. We can either be a wolf among the sheep or we can tend the flock, as Jesus told Peter. All in all, make sure that you stay prayed up and know the truth. I would hate to be guilty of leading astray a child of God because one day I will stand before the white throne of God and I will have to give an account for every idle word that I said. I want to hear that I pointed to Christ and that I was his hands and feet, not that I led astray children, not that I preached a false doctrine. Again, not many of us are called to be teachers. Indeed, we all stumble in many ways. If you preach or minister at all, you better make sure that you know what you are talking about or else you could have the influence of leading astray a child of God. And trust me, it would be better for you to have never been born than to lead away a little child. That wraps up episode 16 of the Making Disciples podcast. Um, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you being here. Again, if you are on YouTube, please make sure you check out Spotify. If you're not on Spotify, I have many other podcast platforms that you can check and they will all be in the description. If you're on Spotify, I appreciate it. All my other platforms, I appreciate it. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless.